0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cisco Optics Podcast, where we talk about pluggable optics for networks. Lasers have been around for over six decades. Since their invention, they have found their way into many applications that have changed our lives. Optical communications is of course one of them, and there are many that may surprise you. There's also still plenty of room to take laser performance to new heights, leading to even more new applications. This is episode 36, and we continue our conversation with laser and optics expert Juliet Gopinath, professor at the University of Colorado Boulder. She explains her use of time-resolved spectroscopy to improve semiconductor laser power. Juliet Gopinath is the Alfred T. and Betty E. Look professor of electrical, computer, and energy engineering and physics at the University of Colorado Boulder. She received her BS degree in electrical engineering from the University of Minnesota and her MS and PhD degrees at MIT. She was a member of the technical staff at MIT Lincoln Laboratory from 2005 to 2009. Since then, she has led a research group at the University of Colorado Boulder. Her current research interests include ultrafast lasers, nonlinear optics, mid-infrared materials, spectroscopy, orbital angular momentum, and adaptive optical devices. She has published 78 peer-reviewed journal articles and over 97 conference presentations. She is a recipient of an R&D 100 Award in 2012 and is an Optica Fellow. She served as an Associate Editor for the IEEE Photonic Society Journal from 2011 to 2017, the Associate Director for Qubit in 2019, and is currently an Associate Editor for Optica. Juliet also teaches a free online course on active optical devices. Just go to Coursera.org and search on active optical devices or search on Juliet Gopinath. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You would click the follow button at the top. Now we're part of the Cisco Podcast Network. Check out our blog at blogs.cisco.com and search on hashtag CiscoOpticsBlog, all one word, no hyphen and no spaces. You'll find podcast notes and links there too. For our YouTube playlist, go to youtube.com and search on Cisco Optics. And for product information, go to cisco.com/go/optics. And now join me as I talk with Juliet Gopinath. So we're still kind of at Lincoln Lab stage. What How did things progress after you left Lincoln Labs? You said you you claimed it was due to luck, but I think it was more than luck. you You got a position at the University of University of Colorado.
1: So I work at the University of Colorado Boulder, and when I joined uh, the university, my intention was to establish a photonics group. And that's what I have done. When I started the group, I was actually afraid to put all of my eggs in one basket. So I started in three different areas, and now the group has is working on about six. Um, <laughs> all of them have photonics in common, um, but we work on things that are very applied, ranging from ranging from very applied to very fundamental.
0: Okay, uh, which one do you want to start with?
1: Um. So I can tell you about some of our fundamental research. As a graduate student, I thought it was fascinating that one could use short pulses of light to mm-hmm. basically freeze the motion of electrons and holes and semiconductors and learn things about, about the dynamics that one really cannot learn from any kind of modeling. And... So after finishing my PhD, I took a break from that, but I couldn't stay away from it for that long. And so we do um, time-resolved spectroscopy in my laboratory currently, and we're quite interested in the dynamics of what are called non-radiative recombination in semiconductors. What does that mean? That means that if I want to make a semiconductor laser, I want my electron and hole to recombine and emit a photon. But Mother Nature finds every possible way to make sure this doesn't happen. And so if the electron and hole recombine and they emit heat, or they undergo um, what's called Auger recombination, these are examples of where we don't get the light coming out. And what what our lab is particularly interested in currently is what is referred to as Auger recombination. Now the name sounds like a mouthful, it's not really. So essentially, you have an electron and a hole that recombine, and then the extra Mm -hmm. energy goes into knocking either another electron or another hole deeper into the band. So not only did you not get your photon of light, but now you have what is referred to as a hot carrier. This is a carrier with a lot of energy, and this is really undesirable in a light emitting device. And so if you think about why to study Auger, if you look at an, a blue LED, and you plot the power versus the current, you will see that there is a droop. And that droop, people think is attributed to OJ. If you look at a 1550 nanometer semiconductor laser and you turn this on, you will find that about 50% of the threshold current is lost to OJ. And as you go further out in wavelength, it gets worse. And so Sorry, what do you mean
0: by a what do you mean by a droop?
1: By a droop what, what I mean is that if you plot the power versus current curve what you would like to see is you would like to see a linear line. If you mm-hmm. see that power start to roll over as you turn up the as you turn up the current that is referred to as droop and it's clearly okay. undesirable because you're essentially throwing away throwing away power. But so, this is so just a stars-
0: it starts to tape it starts to plateau almost
1: yes yes and okay. oj oj is one of the primary reasons why we can't extend semiconductor lasers to longer wavelengths because the loss gets worse and worse as we go mm. to as we go to basically lower energy photons so our lab is quite interested in studying this this problem because it's a really high impact it could really have a high impact on The semiconductor laser yeah.
0: industry. Yeah, because it's so. It sounds like it's you said it's fundamental. It's one of the things that's preventing uh, higher power lasers. That's that's the wall that you're pushing up against right now. And if you can find a way to get past that, the you know you said this hot carriers generated by this OJ phenomenon. Yes. Uh, then you just break through this wall and you have super high power lasers. Is that yes. is that the point of it?
1: Well, so the point of it the point of it is to have more efficient lasers and to have lasers that to be able to go to be able to go to longer wavelengths with the semiconductor lasers and also have more probably getting try to get more power out of the LEDs.
0: Hmm. How much power are we talking about here?
1: So I'm not super familiar with the power levels for the LEDs. For an average semiconductor laser in that single mode, you could maybe get a maximum of around a round of watt. That's what we were able to get from mm. the scales. And I think from looking at the literature in recent times, that's about the right order of magnitude.
0: And what wavelength is this?
1: You could do this. Um, So I think it's pretty easy to do this in the 9XX. That means basically the 900 nanometer range. Um, I think with some careful engineering, you can probably get this around 1550, but you have to be a lot more careful to be Mm. able to do this.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay, so that sounds really cool. So that's number one out of six. That was the second part of my conversation with Juliet Gopinath. Next time we'll get into electrically tunable lenses and 3D brain imaging. Juliet also teaches a free online course on active optical devices. Just go to Coursera.org and search on active optical devices or search on Juliet Gopinath. Subscribe to this podcast and we'd really appreciate you helping to get the word out. Share this with friends and colleagues that come to mind when you think of network technology and optics. And leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're also on all the other major podcast platforms. You may see the Cisco Podcast Network come up when you search for Cisco Optics Podcast. That's where we live, and you can find other great podcasts there too. Also, check out the Cisco Optics blogs at blogs.cisco.com and search on hashtag Cisco Optics blog, no spaces and no hyphens. We also have educational videos on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com and search on Cisco Optics. Thank you for listening. This is Pat Chow, product manager at Cisco Optics. The next episode is part three of my conversation with Juliet Gopinath. Until next time.